right. Thank you guys so much for being here. I, I love getting to do these bonus episodes, honestly. We have some interesting questions <laughs> always. Nothing I don't think nothing has yet to top the uh the femboy Luke or Twink Darth Vader yet, though. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was among my favorite. All right, so the first one that we got is uh, from Jason. Jason has a question every episode, which I absolutely love. So his question is, and this one might be a hard one for you to answer uh, because I don't think you've played Knights of the Old Republic 2, but Jason asks, if there was a three-way fight between Darth Sion, Darth Nihilus, and Darth Revan, who would win? And I'm always going to say it's Revan. I'm always going to say it's Revan. I'm a big fan of Revan. I just... I think the most we've seen, like, historically in both canon and legends, that the strongest force users are always the ones who embody both the light and the dark because they achieve a sort of, like, center that I feel like is necessary for understanding the force more intimately. Because you, you, as we learn in the legends timeline that the force is a spectrum, I guess you could say the same thing about autism, but it, it's, it's not, it's not light and dark. It's a rainbow. It's, it's all of it. You know, it's everything all at once. It's everything everywhere all at once. Literally that is the force. And so I definitely think that Revan would win. There may be some disagreement, but I'm going to stand by that. I've played the first game. I, it was on the iPad, so it, it wasn't like the best, but I'm going to go with Revan. Um, I, I have to go with Revan, you're right. I don't think I mean obviously he can't beat uh what's his name? Vicious? Yeah, um, no, he definitely can't beat Vicious. <laughs> but but out of out of Scion, Nihilus, and Revan, I, I do think Revan takes the cake. He's still super strong in the force. It's not just strong in the force, it's also mastery of the force too. Yeah, yeah. And and Revan had both sides of the coin. He he was definitely the most powerful on both sides. And I think uh, he had a lot going for him with that. Nihilus is just a bad dude, but Revan is cold. <laughs> Nihilus is just a bad dude. That can be said about like 40% of the characters in this series. <laughs> All right. So we have another question from my homie, Dusty Juice Box. Uh, he says, what was the most impactful retcon from Legends after Disney got the right? I have the answer to this one, and it was actually uh, uh, part partly related to the last episode that we did uh, for the, the bonus episode where we were talking about jizz whaling. And I think that the most impactful retcon was them taking away jizz and naming it Jets. I, I, the music in Star Wars is jizz. I don't care what you say. It's jizz. It's always going to be jizz. It's not jets. That's the most impactful retcon, in my opinion. Disney has to make everything family friendly. Jizz is family friendly. How you think you make the family? <laughs> Shit, you got me there. Uh, I, I got no response to that one. <laughs> uh, we actually have uh, two questions from my friend Shy Winter. Um, and one of them I want you to answer first. I mean, I want you to answer both of them, but but I want you to I want you to answer this one because I I I know you're gonna geek out about this and just talk for forever. But the question is, which Mandalorian is the best, and which holds the Mandalorian principles to the highest degree, specifically out of Dinjarin, Jango, and Boba? Whoa. 
I see. I wasn't even gonna pick any of those. If you just gave me free reign, I was gonna pick Jaster. How about how we do this? Answer because he says specifically Mando, Django, and Boba. Answer out of those three, and then answer what you think that's not for those three. How about we do that? Okay, the answer from those is Django. The answer from those is a hundred percent Django. I know Din Djarin. He's he's definitely a cool dude. He definitely embodies what it means to be a traditional Mandalorian. But Django from the and, and Boba Boba's his own thing. Boba in canon, he kind of got nerfed. But Boba in Legends, he was the Mandalorian Legends. He was a, a badass dude. I don't think he embodied what it meant to be like a true Mandalorian, which is kind of funny because Django and Jaster's group was called the True Mandalorians. You know, back before Django uh, became the the progenitor for the clones. So I, I'm going to go with Django. Dinjarin's a cool dude. He isn't the like, mm, man. Um, yeah, Django, Django's, Django's the, the key here. So if you've ever read the, the comics with Django and them, he's just the most badass dude there is. And Mandalorians are like trained. Their whole like identity is being Jedi killers. Their whole kit is meant for killing Jedi. And not only does he kill Jedi, but he protects his people. When Jango was was the leader of the true Mandalorians, he takes down Death Watch, sort of. He loses all of his friends to Dooku. And he takes on the Jedi barehanded. So, so Jango uh, was sold into slavery, rescued by Jaster. Jaster is killed by Vizsla, leader of the Death Watch at the time. Jango goes on his little like revenge spree, but at the same time, always is protecting the people of Man the Mandalore sector. Um, he's always there when when they call, which is like the the key you know thing that Mandalorians have. It's all about family. It's all about clan. It's also about being a badass warrior who kills all the f Jedi they find because I love that. And when Jango loses his crew to Dooku at Galadron, uh, thanks to some like backstabbing and conniving by Vizsla, the governor of the the system, and then Dooku getting tricked into this. Dooku and his Jedi contingent kill all of Jango's friends. Jango's best friend, second in command, or first in command, yeah, second in command dies, and Jango kills five Jedi with his bare hand. He goes ham. He is the most badass there is. There's no way that Din Djarin is pulling that off. There's absolutely no way. And then after that, he joins Dooku. He and Dooku have this little one-on-one -on -one meet where he poisons Dooku. Dooku is able to like heal himself of the poison. But for a, for a moment, he was going to kill Dooku without even like raising a finger, which is so cool. And then Dooku lays out the plan. Hey, we're going to take out the Jedi and you are going to be the key. You are going to be the army that takes out the Jedi. This is a man who killed five of them with his bare hands, just, you know, on a little bit of an anger, anger problem spree. And he's going to be the one that takes out the Jedi. That is so good. He's, he's definitely the most badass dude. But Jaster was his dad and Jaster taught him everything he knew. And I do think that Jaster was probably the better of the two of them in terms of like leading his people, uh, where Django was a bit more warlike. He was definitely, if we had to go in terms of the force, he was definitely on the dark side, a little, little bit on the dark side. If I had to answer this question, which I know my, my opinion on this probably doesn't matter, but in my eyes, the best Mandalorian to me and who embodies the principles of Mandalorian to the highest degree is Candorous Ordo. I just, I love Candorous. I'm sorry. I, I can't not love that character knowing the story of Revan. 
And if not Candorous Ordo, my follow-up is, of course, Cal Skyrata. I knew, okay, I was waiting for Cal. I was expecting Ordo to be your second choice. I was expecting you to say Cal first. Cal knows what it means to be not only a warrior, but a father and like a family man. Um, and he'll do anything for his family on top of training them to be some badass warriors. He's He gets trained, Cal Skyrata gets trained to be a Mandalorian from the age of five, five years old. And he's named after a knife. His name means blade or knife because he kept trying to stab his adoptive father. Uh, what was his What was his father's name? Rick Dupio, fact I, forget check. His, I forget his dad's name, but he kept trying to stab him and his dad eventually like kind of is able to, to bond with him uh, and, and teach him how to be a warrior. He started becoming a Mandalorian warrior from the age of five. Goes on to adopt the clones as his son, a lot of them as his sons. Rescue them, get them out of the war, get them lives, get them families and then is able to reverse the accelerated aging so that they have the ability to live a long life. His father's name was Moonin Skirata. They're able to live a full and fulfilling life, which is why in Legends we do see, I believe it's Muriel, meet with Boba, and Muriel wouldn't have been possibly alive if the accelerated aging hadn't been reversed. So Cal did everything for his, for his kids, built a home for them, helped them hide from the Jedi, helped them hide from Vader, Probably legitimately died a quadrillionaire. Yes, and <laughs> on top of that, he is an absolute badass warrior. Even when he had a limp, even when he was crippled, he was still more badass than half of the warriors we've seen in Star Wars, if not more. Absolutely agree. The next question that we have from him is, who is the best bounty hunter? Now, I'm going I'm to take point on this one. Okay, so in my opinion, I have two different answers and it's very kind of controversial. Well, okay, my first one I feel like is not as controversial as the second one. So for best bounty hunter in the Legends timeline... I'm going to give it to Boba. I'm just always going to give it to Boba. If you read the Bounty Hunter Wars trilogy and read the Bounty Hunter comics, like no one can ever outdo Boba as a as a bounty hunter. No one. No one outdoes Boba. He's like the best for a reason. Everyone knows that he can charge what he wants. He can do what he wants. He has the notoriety, the acumen, the ethos, whatever you want to call it to just he, he he's him. He's Himothy when it comes to to bounty hunters in the Legends timeline. Now for canon timeline, and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this one, but I feel like the best bounty hunter in the canon timeline is Cad Bane. I will always think it's flack Cad for Bane. that. How are you going to get flack for that? I, I feel like some people disagree with that, especially since in the in the in the Boba show, Boba kills Cad Bane. But I still think that Cad Bane is the best bounty hunter in, in canon, for sure. His chest plate was still beeping. Oh, is it he was? Dead? I believe it was still beeping. Uh-oh. You know, I'm, I'm looking at a list of all the bounty hunters right now uh, that we know of. Like, tops of the list, we've got Din, we've got Django, we've got Cad, Boba, Bosk. Um, Bosk. Ventress, Ara Singh. Well, I mean, no, no, no. Let, let me, wait, wait, hold on. So you, you mentioned Bosk. Bosk? It, I love reading about Bosk in Legends because at every turn, he is Boba's b Every turn, <laughs> and he hates it. And he knows it, and he hates it. Bosk is, should not even be in the top 10. He's just Boba's I'm not, that He's the number I'm one Boba's b top 10. Oh, okay. I'm not saying he's top 10. I'm just looking at the list here. Cad, Cad takes the cake. He does. I mean, we've seen him outsmart all the Jedi. He's plans. He's got the skills. He steals the holocron from the Jedi temple. 
the the dude is a badass um the fact that he lost to boba is a little plot armory and it was because he was gloating he should have just ended boba right there but he decided to monologue and boba you know went full sand people on him but yeah cad cad is the like when tad showed up in the mandalorian i was scared I was Same. scared for the people. Same. I was scared for Din. I was scared for Goo. I was like, oh shit, they are dead. They are gone. Do you want to know the two things why I rate him so highly? One, it goes back to the reason why I rate Boba so highly in Legends, which is like, he was so good and had all the acumen that he could pick and name his price and people would have to pay it. And, you know, Cad Bane's the same in canon. But the, the, the real deciding factor on why I think he's the best bounty hunter in canon is because he is still the only person I know of that has talked back to Palpatine and lived to tell the tale. The only person. He's so good. Palpatine needs his skills. There's no way Palpatine's gonna kill him or whatnot. Cat is Cat is too important to his plans, which just shows you're right how good he is. And of course, Palps has access to the the coffers of the Republic, so he's able to pay him whatever he needs. Exactly. All right. So next question we have from my friend Solanine. He goes, "Has the Star Wars universe ever experienced a singularity-like event where artificial intelligence outpaced biological intelligence?" To an extreme degree. Is it honestly one of the few ones where machines are completely integrated into society, society and yet still choose to coexist rather than to dominate? So, interesting question. Um, there's a plot line right now, right? An ongoing plot line where there's a like galaxy-wide threat that's this like droid AI. The dark droids? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just I just got the, the second issue of that released on my birthday. I, uh, I have them in my room. I haven't read it yet, so I really don't know um, much about it. But I can answer from a legend standpoint, too. So there is a extra galactic uh, entity called the Sisiruk. And their entire, like, culture was basically turning human or, like, living life into technology it's not really like artificial intelligence outpacing biological intelligence but it's biological intelligence kind of being converted to artificial intelligence in a way i don't i can't think of anything else in the star wars legends timeline that's similar it doesn't seem like ai has has ever kind of tried to take over to in my opinion now this new stuff might be might be something interesting but for the most part, yeah, droids are subservient. There are examples where droids break the subservience and become semi-sentient even. One situation being I-5YQ from the Coruscant Night series. And in fact, he is able to be sensed in the Force because his his first owner, owner Lorne Pavin, uh, was so close to him. And then Jax Pavin, Lauren's son, who becomes a Jedi that fights Darth Vader, like just has such unique experience with this droid. Uh, so to answer your, I guess to completely answer your question, uh, no, I guess it's never experienced a singularity-like event where artificial intelligence outpaced biological intelligence. Uh, the only thing I can think of that that is somewhat like that is the Sisiruk. But outside of that, I can't think of anything. What about you, Hunter? Uh, what the the droid bounty hunter? Um, IG88. No, no, no. The one that helps Cal, the super intelligent one that that shits on meat bags. The intelligent. They one use that him... Shits on meat bags. They get them information about like hot drive yards and whatnot. They're a pair. 
it's it's a it's a meat bag and a, a droid. Uh 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 TK zero. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh what was his human partner? Was it Gabe? Gabe and TK Zero, y- I think. Yeah, G A I B. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. TK Zero. Yeah. TK Zero was definitely definitely surpassed humans in terms of intelligence and he let them know but don't all droids surpass humans in terms of intelligence no yes no well at least no i'm pretty sure like c-3po always talks about how he's smarter than the the humans c-3po is not smarter he just speaks all the languages yes he just speaks a lot of languages he's he's a protocol droid and he's programmed to be that way TK Zero is a little bit different. TK Zero's like got his own his own personality. He's definitely more advanced as a, a droid. All right. So this next question, and this is one that we can all answer. I'll let Bok Bok go first since he hasn't gotten oh to say much. Boy. <laughs> so the question is, what are your power rankings for the first six movies? You come back to me. Okay, because I already know mine. So power uh, rankings being like all the, the like Jedi in order best Sith, best everything? to least. Just yeah, in in the order of the first six movies, which is your like favorite to least favorite? Oh, just like ranking the movies? Yeah, just the movies. Oh, I thought we were like ranking people, and I was like, damn, no, I'm no, no, just the original. Pile a big ass list. No, the first six. Movies. Um, I'm gonna get a lot of hate, but my favorites are Attack of the Clone and then Revenge of the Sith. You're cringe. You're just a cringe. I like Django. Okay, then I got Empire Strikes Back because my boy Boba's in there. So I like two, I like two, three, five. Then what? It's probably probably more like three, two, five, three, and two, then five. six, four, one. Three, two, five, six, four, one. Okay, that's you. Mine is okay. Empire Strikes Back is always gonna be my favorite because Yoda beating the out of r2d2 will never not be hilarious also when you realize that the 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 mother knew exactly who r2 was and still beat his ass so that's my number one always then after that three for sure so i I do like three revenge of the sith and and the novelization by matt stover just that they they really sold it it was really good the lightsaber choreography in the movie was fan oh we're just talking about the movie so the lightsaber lightsaber choreography was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely loved it. It was great. Then after that, six for sure, and then two, four, one. So yeah, five, minus minus five, three, six, two, four, one. All right, bonk, bonk. Eight, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> after put one, after one, put seven, eight. <laughs> no. No, 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 or eight either. seven nine, right? Uh, yeah, eight seven nine for sure would be my order yeah. for those. Uh, Rogue One. If I were to throw that in there, I would put Rogue One right after three. I would go five three rogue one six two four one. I would even put rogue one before three for mine. I go two rogue. Well, I'd go three rogue one two. Yeah, I'd probably go three rogue one two, and then the rest of my stuff. Rogue Empire One's Strikes so Back good. will always be number one for me. Always, especially since okay, so Disney Disney went back and made it canon that when Luke shows up to Dagobah, Yoda is high off of his fucking Geimer stick. So when Luke shows up, the reason why Yoda wants to find whatever food he has is because Yoda canonically has the goddamn munchies. That is hilarious. One of my like factors for rating the movies is the series is called Star Wars. If you're not in space having a battle in spaceships, what are you doing in Star Wars? I, I love the movies that have the dope space battles. They got to have dope space battles. Rogue One, amazing space battles. Three amazing space battle, the beginning sequence. Two, the sequence with uh, Django versus Obi-Wan. I love the sound of those um, those detonators. Ugh, forget the name of them. I love the sound. It's so, so iconic. One, just 
what what space battle do we have in one little anakin the, going into the, the naboo the trade federation yeah. that doesn't count he tried spinning and he spun a crappy tail and four has good space battle it was obviously the first one so like they they learned from that four has a good space battle six has a good space battle five basically has nothing i just i seven has nothing i don't even want to count the sequel trilogy because if, if i start talking about the sequel trilogies i'm just shit talk for another hour it's just there's so much wrong with them not even gonna not even gonna touch that piece of the only redeeming sequences in terms of space with those are Poe. Everything with Poe is good when he's in a spaceship. When he's not in a spaceship, I don't know about Poe. Seven, eight, nine, and Solo should just not have been made. They should just not have been made. <laughs> I, I don't hate that Solo was made. Solo, I didn't hate Solo. I like that we get the backstory of how he got the Falcon. I loved seeing Donald I Glover. I hate as... that. Okay, I love Donald Glover, but I hate that they tried to like canonize Billy D. Williams up and calling him han like why what was the point <laughs> this is funny han solo oh it's rough oh yeah honestly though meal uh mall popping up and amelia clark who is my she's been my bae since game of thrones so when i saw her and, and actually in fact she is the reason why i have a kira funko pop up on my shelf because that that's bae that's that's bad. I would I look, let me tell you something. I would drag my nuts through hot glass for six and a half miles for a chance to sniff the remnants of a fart that she had after Taco Bell at two AM. You are disgusting. Absolutely. Down bad in the highest degree for her. You're disgusting. That is definitely a sentence that you said. <laughs> Descriptive, unhinged, uncalled for, damnation worthy, but real. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely oh by the way mine is five four six three two one five four six three two one okay respectable yeah i i don't think that's too too off track there that's like uh it's, i feel like that's what like most people are they like the original trilogy the the prequel trilogy is like lower on their list because i mean what the heck but especially one but yeah that's definitely like a, a general opinion all right. Well, that seems to be all of the questions that we have. Thank y'all so much again for participating and being here for the recording and for the main episode and the bonus episode. We really appreciate all the support. Oh, actually, before I before I close out, let me just say that this has been the end of the two-part uh, Soka special that we released. Our next special that we're going to be releasing, which will be sometime later this month, uh, will be our season finale. It's going to be a three-part episode about Obi-Wan the homie. And that will be concluding our first season of the podcast. It's been an absolute blast, guys. You guys are absolutely fantastic. We love getting to do this for you guys, getting to talk Star Wars all the time. So until next time, peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for tuning in to The Force Unscripted. And we'll see you all on the next episode. 